Getting where we want to go in life isn't always easy. If you're the kind of person that has had some real successes, and yet deep down you know you're meant for more, this podcast is for you. My name is Pamela Aubrey, and I'm talking with experts, leaders, and visionaries that have faced their own challenges head-on, broken through personal and professional roadblocks, and found a deeper meaning in their lives along the way. So if you're wondering what more you have to do to make it to the next level, keep listening because I've got the show for you. Happy 2022 and welcome to the first episode of the PA system. I'm so excited to be focusing even more closely this year on the principles of this thing we call freedom, what it means to us as individuals and as a collective and how we not only preserve it, but create it. Part of what makes us great as humans is our ability to evolve, learn and grow and do things better. And one of the ways we do this is by better understanding each other and the roles we play in preserving freedom, autonomy, and our unique identities in the world. And I believe strongly that we all have our own blueprint for making the world a better place. But it takes us all working together to realize our fullest potential and create a world where freedom is experienced in all its forms by all people. On this episode of the PA System, I'm talking with John Polanco of Honoring the Heroes about how we can all better understand and support those who serve to protect our freedoms our way of life and the safety of our communities. So welcome to the show, Joe, such a joy to have you. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, so I know that you are a veteran yourself. And so tell us a little bit about what you what led you to join the military to begin with. Wow, I think that for the longest time, the, the furthest memory I can think of was <clears throat> Maybe I was like 11 or 12 years old, and I was a uh, one of my costumes was actually dressed up as like a like a soldier, like a GI Joe. I think my mom even has the picture where I was. Um, I always had a fascination of going to military surplus stores, and as a kid, and just walking through it and seeing the different things and being so enamored and thought, "Wow, being a soldier was so cool." Um, so. I knew that one year I wanted to be a soldier for Halloween and went out to the military surplus store, bought a bunch of gear, you know, T-shirt, pants, boots, hat, even camo paint and did my face up. And that was, that was me for, for one of the Halloweens. And so um, later on, that was just one thing that stuck with me. So as I was going through high school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do once I graduated. Um, but that was one thing that I really, really stood out to me. And I think that uh, um, around that time is around 19 years old is when I joined the army. Started off in the army reserves out of New York City. And I was in the army reserves for about four years, um, actually closer to five years. Did a deployment out of it in 2006 for YF3. And then after that, it was more like, hey, I, I, want, I want to do this like more than just uh, that one week in a month. And so I went active duty in 2008, 
spend the rest of my career active duty until I medically retired out last February. Wow. So you're, you're kind of still fresh out. Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about, you know, everyone else out there, but I know in my household, GI Joe was definitely a thing. And, you know, like if you grew up in the eighties, GI Joe was definitely yeah. a thing, right? And you were probably, if you were a boy, you were probably GI Joe at least one year for Halloween. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, but it was, you know, I remember like having this sense of, there was like a, a, this knowing of like freedom, you know, like we had a sense of like, yeah, I mean, this is just part of, of how we preserve freedom in the world, you know, and not that, not that we necessarily want to have to do some of the things that we do to protect our countries. Right. But at the same time, we know that, that there are forces that don't love freedom. Right. And if we don't yeah. stand up, and 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 fight for freedom then we can lose it and so i think it's really i i love that you know some of us not all of us some of us kind of have that sense early on in life and and that you know we're we're drawn into um making that kind of a priority in our lives and so obviously you know that's what happened for you you eventually then ended up in the military. So what was it like when you got there? Was it what you expected? I mean, did, you know, did it feel like GI Joe once you got there? <laughs> how did that, how think, did that turn I think everybody can agree that in basic training. Yeah. You, you, you ask what, you know, you get what you ask for. Um, but as a reservist, you know, doing the military part-time one week in a month, it got to a point where, all I was doing was working. So every time that I knew that I was going to go to my battle assembly, my drill time for that particular weekend, I was excited. I was actually like, all right, finally, I get to do some military stuff, what I signed up to do. But it was very short stint. I had some mentors when I was in the reserves, especially when I was on deployment, where they spent some time active duty wise and, and they always kept pushing. Hey, well, you know, this is the reserve is very different from being active duty. So it's a totally different beast. So if you ever want to do something different, I, I suggest that you go ahead and do that. Go active duty if you have the opportunity. That's what I did. When I came back from deployment, it was uh, July, around July of 2007. Um, six months later, I, I was I had a friend at the time that was in my previous reserve unit. He became a recruiter and I went to him and I said, hey, I want to go. I want to go active duty. Mm. And, I, and I especially wanted to go active duty even more specifically to Germany, because uh, during one of my years in the reserves, I had an opportunity to do my annual training in Germany. Um, oh. And I loved it. I was like, wow, I'm going to do anything I can to actually go to Germany. Um, it actually turned out that I actually got Germany as my first duty station when I went active duty. I thought it was pretty easy. Uh, the recruit at the time made it seem like it was really easy. But later on in my career, I became a recruiter and getting getting your first duty duty assignment like what you wanted it's not that easy when somebody wants to join the military um so i just got lucky uh, and and after that i've just had great assignments two tours in germany um was a recruiter in the military uh spent the first half of my career as a as a uh, 91 bravo uh, which is a mechanic wheel vehicle mechanic when i first came in they were actually 63 series so i was a heavy wheel mechanic and then became a recruiter in Seattle and then went back to being a mechanic and then eventually spent the last five years of my career 
as a career counselor. So you've seen a lot of different aspects of it and you've probably, I'm guessing then seen a lot of people kind of go from level one to the top tiers and, and just seeing the evolution of careers. And so for people who might be not as familiar with the military or, you know, what that might look like for someone who may have served, you know, more than one or two tours, uh, talk to us about how that impacts people and, and some of the things that people can experience when they're in the military for a longer period of time. Well, I, I think that, um, and, this, and this is my personal opinion, I think that, you know, I look at the military as like a apprenticeship training program, right? Mm -hmm. Just like just like a lot of the different apprenticeship training programs, because you really don't need experience to come into the military. All you need to do is just be an able-bodied person that can qualify to join the military. Um, but you're going to learn a lot of different things. You're going to learn a skill. You're going to learn a job. You're going to learn a lot of... Um, character and leadership experience to go along with it. So going along there, you know, you're, you're really going to grow and get molded into a soldier, as well as someone who's just very productive um, with with that particular path in, um, in whatever job or capacity and to helping defend the nation, right? So, so, you know, there's a lot of things that go along in there. And a lot of times people really get focused on it. Sometimes people join the military and as a recruiter, you know, I've had a lot of people, well, I'm just going to join, you know, for first contract, three, four years, and then I'm done. And then all of a sudden, they they're end up 20 plus years in the military without even knowing it, right? <laughs> I've had plenty yeah. conversations with a lot of my peers and a lot of my mentors that have similar stories. <clears throat> and it's just really about the opportunities that the military has provided for a lot of the soldiers or any other service member depending on the particular branch of service. Um, you come in, a lot of times you really don't need experience, like I mentioned before, uh, unless you're an officer where you have to go to have a degree, at least a bachelor's degree to become an officer. But when you go, you just grow through the ranks. You really do what you're asked of. You're, you be proficient at your job. Um, you know, you, you be proficient at the things that are required as far as fitness, um, leadership experience. And then as long as you meet those, those particular key points and you do well when you get placed into those leadership positions and also take on different types of assignments and then you show and prove to your leadership that you are capable of taking on more responsibility getting promoted to the next rank that's going to come naturally it's just that's that's just how the military is and so for a lot of people it's really easy for them who don't have a lot of things like a degree or certain certifications or qualifications but it's about how much you put into your professionalism as a soldier and really look at the leadership capabilities and all the things required to be able to be just proficient at your job. So then you'll, you'll grow within that. And so I think it's a, it's a great way to, to be able to, to learn that. So, um, and then you look at a lot of the things that you've acquired through your military career. It just leads well with just going into the civilian sector, into any company and just really showing your capabilities of, of your leadership experience, your tenacity, and your willingness to actually get the job done, no matter, no matter what it is. Love that. So talk to us then a little bit about what led you, what in your experience led you to start honoring the heroes? 
Well, honoring the heroes, you know, it's more focused on the the first responder community. Um, and so I firmly believe that the veteran, the military veteran communities and also the first responder communities, we're, we share a sort of a kinship. And so I believe that we have a lot of similar lifestyles. We may not do the exact same thing, but the lifestyle of being very intense, very structured, very selfless service driven um, to protect our our nation as well as our communities that's what really is the main focus and so and so along with that you know we we get each other we understand each other there's a lot of uh, parts of it the lifestyle like i mentioned before um the humor and, and a lot of times even the dark humor we all get it <laughs> even though you know i wasn't a first responder i can actually communicate and we understand each other very well just based off of the nature um that and the fact that I have a lot of family and friends who are first responders is <clears throat> what drove me to really look at, well, when you when you have the parts of people that want to get into this type of profession or this type of a career field, like the military, like the first responder uh, lifestyle, um, you do it because you have that sense of selfless service and you want to be able to give back to other people. Uh, right. But a lot of times it comes with a cost and, and the cost could be anxiety, depression, you know, suicidal ideations, um, just a lot of different things that can go wrong with, with going down the wrong path in being able to do that job. And so, um, and so basically when you look at that, it's like when you deal with those hardships and then you also have your family and friends that are seeing you deal with those hardships, then it's very hard for a lot of people to to know and see that they can actually, that they can continue doing the job that they love. And some people would even self-proclaim are destined to do, right? Mm. Um, so yeah. then what can we do to actually help to make sure that not only are you physically fit, but you're also mentally fit and resilient to stay and continue doing the job that you love to do, but know mm. that it's also a, doing a detriment to your life as well as your family's life or whoever your loved ones are and doing it. And so the fact that uh, knowing that honoring the heroes, um, connecting with the founder who, who were very good friends, Ryan Jones, <clears throat> you know, I had a conversation with him and I believe in him. And I believe in the message that pretty much what we're doing as far as providing a bag, <clears throat> which we call the emotional survival tactical bags that has books, resources, materials to help with mental health and awareness to help first responders to strengthen and encourage their emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, um, I feel like it's going to be doing some good because once those bags are given to the first responders, they can find some value in it. And so I, I felt like, wow, this is a great opportunity. How can I come on board and, and be able to assist in doing that? Um, and that led into just me wanting to volunteer my time, my services, whatever I can do to really spread the word and the message of what we're trying to do and, and and it just led into an opportunity for me to open up or start a chapter in idaho as the very first chapter outside of the main location which is in florida um and so now as the idaho chapter president i'm focusing on how can i best connect with the first recon first responder communities in the state of idaho should show them exactly what we're, we're doing and what we're focusing on providing the bags to the first responders that are in need of it or that would like to have one so that they can 
gain some insight from it and the books and materials can hopefully assist them with that emotional, spiritual, mental well-being. And then a lot of the books also have things that are, are could be utilized for the spouses and loved ones to be able to learn from and identify, well, I, I see that my first responder loved one is struggling, but I don't know what to do. So hopefully they can actually gain some knowledge and experience to be able to know, hey, I can see you're struggling and I actually know exactly how I can best support you to be able to do that. I think that's so valuable and such an important point too, to understand that it, when someone is suffering from some of these things and, and you're close to that person, that it's important to be able to understand what they're going through and what they're experiencing so that you can support them through that. And to know that their life may not look the same as it did before a deployment, that they may come back a totally different person, or if they have a traumatic experience as a first responder, that that can really impact them personally. And so for their families to have the resources to be able to support them through that is, is really important. So I think that's really um, a key a key element of what you guys are doing. And so what are some of the other resources that you're offering? So at least starting out, you know, I, I had this big initiative that I wanted to do within at least the Idaho chapter. And so <clears throat> at least for right now, the, the main priority and the main uh, thing that we're able to do is the tangible part, which is actually having these bags, being able to provide them for the first responders um, so that they can take from it what they will and hopefully it would help them to, to just strengthen their emotional, you know, their mental well-being. Uh, but I started looking at, well, what else can I do? You know, what, what more can I bring to the table and, and how, how else can I best support the first responder communities? And also, by the way, we also support veterans and have a special focus with veterans who end up becoming first responders in the community. Like I mentioned before, we share a kinship to where it's very easy to see that a first responder, whether they're leaving active duty or they're in the reserves and National Guard, can also simultaneously be in a first responder position, police officer, sure. firefighter, paramedic, you know, um, and do the job. So so uh, myself and Ryan Jones, being an Army veteran as well, we understand that. So we so we get it. Um, but my other two parts of the initiatives is, is being able to uh, assist with um, hopefully providing some sort of uh, wellness and resili resiliency training um, that can showcase a lot of the, the information and the wellness uh, uh, information and support uh, that is coming from the books, resources, and materials that are inside of the bags to help showcase that, hey, look, these are the things that you, you should be doing or you should be aware of. And if you feel like you find that valuable, then all of these different types of resources are going to be in these bags to help support you um, in your journey and your walk to hopefully getting you back to where you are and comfortable to be able to continue doing the job that you need and just making you feel like you're being loved, right? The third part is what, what I actually personally feel like I, I would enjoy the most. Um, and, and it stems from, from the military background and actually looking at the different types of R and R trips, and so I want to be able to host uh, rest and relaxation trips, you know, hunting, fishing, hiking trips, uh, men's, women's retreats, uh, marriage retreats, things of that sort that can have people engaged, the first responders engaged, and to going out and taking a day or two off when they're on their off days from tour 
and just cutting loose, just enjoying life. Um, and especially out here in the state of Idaho, we have probably one of the best backwoods and great outdoor yes. activities anywhere in the nation. So to have a lot of this stuff, I want to be able to provide that for the Idaho first responders and, and do it. Um, so that, that's the other element that I'm looking to really bring along with not only just having the tangible bags, but having them be a part of that and really just doing something to help encourage them um, if they're if they're dealing with certain issues. Love that. And so then with that, just share a little bit about what those of us who, you know, are in the communities but may not be, you know, first responders or, or may not, you know, have family members that are first responders or even veterans, what can we do to help support your efforts and even the efforts of honoring the heroes nationwide? Because this is a, even though that you've only got the one location here yourself in Idaho, there is the other location. So, and I know you're trying to service people around the country as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. I think that for a young organization like ours, just like any nonprofit, other nonprofit organization or business, um, it really takes word of mouth. Um, just highlighting it, uh, bringing some awareness to the fact that this is what who Honoring the Heroes is. This is what we do um, and, and showcasing that. And, and if people are really wanting to support first responders in any way they can, especially when they're dealing with um, mental health and awareness and just encouraging and strengthening their mental health and awareness, then we're, we're all on board for being able to do that. So really it's about uh, word of mouth, sharing it, donating if they can donate. Um, you can either donate monetarily with uh, $5 goes a long way when it comes to supporting a nonprofit so that we can be able to provide, put the bags together, provide those and ship them out and send them to the, the, the first responders that need it. But individuals can also purchase a bag in itself. And if they want to purchase a bag for either themselves, if they're a first responder, for another first responder battle buddy or a family mm -hmm. member or a loved one, or just, hey, we want to purchase a bag and you give it to wherever you feel like it's best needed within the state of Idaho, within the larger branch out of Florida, which goes nationwide. They ship nationwide. So we've actually given bags all the way out from Florida to California to Idaho to New York to Texas, Minnesota, anywhere and, and everywhere. Um, what the Idaho chapter is doing is that we're focusing on how best support the Idaho first responders and everything that, that they're doing. But it's really about word of mouth and bringing uh, just provide bringing more of a presence. Um, we're, we're Like I said, we're very young. We're only two years in existence. Um, right. We actually have gained our uh, 501c3 uh, in earlier this year. So around like July, August of this year is when we actually gained it. But all the proceeds are going to go directly to supporting this program as best as possible with everything that we're doing. Well, I really want people to know how to find you, where to reach out. So your website is honoringtheheroes.com, correct? Right. Honoringtheheroes.com. You can go there. You can gain more insight and information about um, what Honoring the Heroes is, who we support, how we support it, um, a way to donate either monetarily or purchasing the bags directly. Um, so that's the main website right there. But I've also created, we also are on LinkedIn as well. We're, and Honoring the Heroes is also on Facebook. But I also created a separate um, Idaho chapter 
page on Facebook as well as Instagram. Perfect. And so I, I obviously have the links up here on the screen. I will post these down yeah. in the comments below after the show. So it's easy for people to click on these. Um, I want them to be able to get there quickly and easily. But Absolutely. I want to thank you again for taking the time to be here. I, you know, I, I think it's really important for us to just be reminded we all get busy and we forget that there's people out there, you know, for instance, over the holidays that they're giving their time away from their families, right? They're out serving us, whether they be a first responder or, uh, you know, a service person. And they're doing that to preserve this way of life so that we all get to continue to have our holidays with our families the way that we want to and the way that we have for so many generations. And so I think it's just such an important reminder for us that, you know, these people often are experience things that can be really challenging and they need our support sometimes too. And there's things that we can do that don't really require all that much of us. We all have, you know, $5 that we could give to an organization that, you know, would is the cost of a latte. I mean, it's really not yeah. a whole lot, you know, to give back to people who are trying to make our lives better. And so I just want, you know, to have this out there for people and, and to help promote you guys, to help support you guys and what you're doing, because I really believe in what you're doing and um, want to be able to make it easier for you to do. So one of the things I had decided I wanted to do this year with my show, which is a slight deviation from the past, is just to ask each of my guests what freedom really means to them. So I would love for you to share with us what freedom means to you. Wow. Freedom freedom to me is just, just being able to have the luxury of doing you know, whatever you want to do, of course, morally and ethically. You know, I firmly believe that we should have the right to do the things that we want, but we should also be able to uh, have the compassion and 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 uh, consideration of of others in mind um, for us to just enjoy our lives um, res respectfully, right? Um, and and just you know, freedom is just being able to do that and and selfless service, being able to give back, and so. The freedom to just enjoy life and to be able to just lend a helping hand. I'm a firm believer in just giving a hand. I mean, selfless service is just one of the the uh, just one of the the leadership um, acronyms that we have within the military. So I take that into to very high regard whenever I want to be able to give back to to as many people as possible. And that's just me being able to be there for. My fellow comrades, um, just any person walk of life, but I have a special passion in my heart, especially leaving the military with supporting the military veteran communities, as well as the first responder communities now, and, and just knowing that we're here to support. And so for us, knowing that we have those freedoms because of the military, because of the, the people who are there to, to support us and defend our, our nation and, and allow us to do those things, um, I feel like it's only right for us to be able to give back and, and to allow them to continue doing those things so that we can still continue to enjoy the luxuries of life that we've created for ourselves and for our families and for our loved ones and also for our grandkids in the future. Um, so, you know, I love it. And, and whatever I can do um, to spread that freedom, then I'm here to continue doing it. 
Well, I really appreciate you so much for being here this evening and sharing your story and also just sharing out the opportunity for others to give back and support as well. And so thank you for being here and appreciate all your efforts. Thank you for serving as well. And again, to those of you out there listening this evening, thank you for being with us. And please do take the time to hop over to the website and just learn a little bit more. Find out how you can get involved and be of support as well. You know, these are these are important. Uh, I think maybe more than ever, these are important things for us to be thinking about just this idea of our way of life and our freedoms and what what we want that to look like for the generations to come, like you said, for our children and our grandchildren. And what can we do to help preserve that? And so I just encourage you all to keep that in the back of your minds as well. And thank you again for being here with us this evening and have a wonderful rest of your night. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. I know you have many choices for content and I'm grateful you chose mine. You can always find more of my episodes at the Energy Healing Network on YouTube. Please do make sure to subscribe to my channel so you can easily find more episodes or watch them when I go live. Thank you again for listening and sharing these messages with others you wish to encourage and uplift.